0: You're listening to the Half Full Gaming Podcast. Hey everyone, welcome to the Half Full Gaming Podcast. We are back after a short break, and today we're going to be talking some news, a little bit of uh, E3s coming up. A little bit of Pokemon Switch rumors, a uh, little bit of some new games coming out. But before we do all that, uh, let's let's introduce the other host here.
1: Hi, I'm Zeke.
0: Oh There's damn it! They, let me restart. Sorry, I forgot to introduce myself. Yeah. Okay, It's all right. It's all right. We were a little rusty. It's been a few weeks.
1: Yeah.
0: Okay. There will. Hey everyone, welcome to the Half Full Gaming Podcast. I'm your host DJ.
1: Zeke? And I'm your host, Zeke. Okay. Oh my gosh, I, was, uh, I wasn't expecting it right away. Okay, sorry. sorry. It's okay. I was thinking
0: about something else. Hey. Hey, everyone. Welcome to the Half Full Gaming Podcast. We're back after a short break. I'm your host, DJ. And
1: I'm your host, Zeke.
0: And today we're going to be talking some Pokemon Switch rumors, some general gaming news for games coming out. We're going to talk a little bit about E3, and then our discussion is going to be Star Wars Galaxies. It's an old one, but it's a good one. Um, but before we get into all of that, let's let's talk about our week. Zeke, how was your week?
1: Uh, my week was pretty good. I've been, like I said, I've been doing a little little bit of uh, Star Wars Galaxies with you. That's why we're making it the topic, but um working a little bit of overtime at work so I haven't been playing too much video games, but I still play a little bit of league here and there. I've been watching. I watched MSI and uh, that kind of stuff. How was your week?
0: Good, good. I've been, um, I mean, I guess we had a couple weeks, right? So- yeah. Did you play anything else or watch any good movies?
1: Um, oh well, obviously we saw. I don't think we've talked about uh, Avengers: Infinity War that came out.
0: That is true. That is true. So just we'll cover it briefly without spoiling it, I guess. But did you like it?
1: Oh yeah, I really enjoyed it. I thought it was a little ballsy, but um, but definitely think it'll turn out well for them, like it always does for the Disney and company.
0: Yeah, I thought it was a it was a fun movie. It was a fun ride. It was interesting. It was
1: good. It was interesting it had a good story along to it and they, you know, there was some good twists in there and some good, good, good story. I liked it. I'm excited for the next one. Yeah, me too. And, and Ant-Man coming out later this summer.
0: Hopefully that's good. Looking forward to seeing that. Um, uh, oh, my week, um, I, I kind of threw that back at you cause I was wondering about movies. Um, let's see past couple weeks. I've been playing Star Wars Galaxies with you. We've been enjoying that. We're going to talk about that. Um, we, we saw that movie, like you mentioned, let's see, aside from that, I played a little bit of Rainbow Six with, with my buddy Brandon, a couple nights, him and his wife like to play that a lot, um, and I've been playing Pokemon as per usual. Um, I'm currently playing white version, the original white version, and I'm in like the third or fourth gym right now, and then I just last night started playing Pokemon Blue version digitally, um, just because I just love the originals, so I'm going to be playing those side by side.
1: Oh, nice. I actually been playing a little bit of Skyrim too on Switch with Rebecca, my wife. We play together. Like she runs around and loots stuff and steals things, and then I kill all the bad guys that she aggravates for stealing stuff. <laughs> you know that kind of stuff.
0: <laughs> <clears throat> That's funny. That's cool. So you're enjoying Skyrim because you never played it when it was originally out.
1: Yeah, we're having fun. Yeah, we're having. I love
0: Skyrim. That's a good game. I still pick it up every few weeks and play and I know I have a couple other gamer friends who do the same. It's just like the game that never dies, and people just keep coming back to it, you know?
1: Yeah, I also play a little bit of uh, Legend of Zelda Breath of the Wild. Uh, I went back and played a little bit more of my hard mode one. I beat it on, easy, on normal, and I had a hard mode game that I kind of went back and tried that out a little bit more. I've been jumping around quite a bit, but I've still been playing a good amount of League, just having fun.
0: Awesome. Did you, uh, you've been playing ranked league or just casuals or were you doing that?
1: Yeah, ranked. Yeah,
0: Did you go up any ranks yet?
1: Uh, no, not really. I'm still silver three.
0: Okay, bounce I've been like on. win
1: one, lose one, win one, lose one, but I only like for like one, you know, here or there. You know what I mean? So it's always like
0: whatever. now, uh, before we jump into the news, I guess I just had a question about league. So I heard they were dividing up the ranks now for this next season. Is it this year or is it going to be next year's season?
1: So it's next year. So the what? Well, Riot came out and, like, officially announced, like, what their plans are for next year, like, a half a year ahead of time so that they can, the community can, like, rage and do all their stuff now, basically, and maybe offer some good opinions and stuff like that and kind of get everything so they don't accidentally release something huge and game-changing and upset everybody. So, uh, which I thought actually was a really smart idea doing it this far out, because then it gives everybody time to kind of let it sink in and really think about it and If, you know, they get a bunch of feedback, they don't have to go through and make all the changes if it's a bunch of negative feedback, which I think it'll be fine. But, yeah, so what they want to do is take League of Legends and instead of doing, like, one ranked, um, uh, what do they call it, one rank, basically, for, you know, just all your ranked games, Mm -hmm. they're going to split it up and you're going to have, like, a, a ranked a rank per position and so like if you get auto filled into like support you're only going to get auto filled into people that match your support ranking
0: right but if, so you then know, all like, five... a jungle
1: main or like an adc main and you're like gold and jungle but you're like you know bronze in support so you'll if you're if you're playing support on a you know if you have to get auto filled or something it puts put you in support or if you just want to be you know get better at being a support you know what i mean you can now go play that position because they're not going to stick you up against the golds you were playing when you were in the jungle and just get smashed, basically. Which, honestly, I like because I love to jump around positions. So, I love to switch, you know, and
0: so my immediate, try out
1: different roles and stuff like that. But I always feel like it's hard to do that without just going into a, and grinding out a bunch of normals. and
0: you know. Or so my question is, my follow-up question to this is, if each lane gets its own rank, essentially, yeah. if, when they say they're going to match you up against people of your own rank, does it mean when you're a bronze support, because you've never been placed, and anything, um, but you're normally a gold mid, but you play bronze support, is the other support going to be bronze, or is both teams going to be bronze?
1: Both teams.
0: So so you could be a platinum mid laner, and then you come in to play bronze support and you're going to be a plat in a bronze game? Well... That doesn't sound too fair, because a plat player is still going to poop on everyone who's in bronze. You know what I mean?
1: Yeah, but I think if you get... I, I'm pretty sure the way they'll do it is like it's the same as you would with any other, like, at the beginning of the season when everyone's getting their initial ranks. But, I mean, like, if you're a plat player and you play through your support promos, I highly doubt you're going to get placed in bronze. You know
0: Probably. what I mean? And okay. if you do,
1: you know enough about the game. You know what I mean? It's the same it's the, same the beginning of every season where, you know what I mean, everybody gets pushed all the way back down into silver and you got to climb back up out of it. But if they're not playing support ever, you're never going to see them. You know what I mean? Because they don't ever play support. They're going to be playing in their main. Or their two or three main positions, and they're never going to play their position that's not ranked if they don't care about that. You know what I mean? Right. But if they do care about it, I'm sure they'll rank up past bronze. You know what I mean? Okay. If they're really a bronze support, then they'll be in bronze.
0: Okay, that makes sense. Yeah, I, I guess so. They probably would take all that into account because they yeah. know whose account they're dealing with.
1: If they do it right, there's no. I think this is a great idea. All
0: right. You all know right. What I mean? All right, so let's jump over to the news then. I, I think that's exciting. We'll keep our eyes on that. And then when it finally comes out, we'll probably try it out. Um, so without further ado then, welcome to the news, everybody. Uh, Zeke, I'll let you start off and then I'll cover a couple. I think we both have a couple things just to mention about the news, about what's been going on or what's coming up. So go ahead.
1: Yeah, Hyrule Warriors, I think, just came out. I don't remember the date, but I'm pretty sure it's already out. Um. I, that looked interesting to me, but at the same time, not interesting enough to buy. What well,
0: Hyrule yeah, Warriors I is a uh, Legend I of know. Zelda.
1: I, it's it's like a mob fighting thing where like you can play as different characters, but I don't know if there's much of like a story to it. It's not open world. It's like some arena based thing. I think I'm not really sure. It looks kind of weird to me. Um,
0: I feel like that's already been out for a long time, so it must be like it a, has. A they have
1: previous versions of this, and I, I think this version was probably released on. Um, what was that? The system before Switch,
0: or whatever, the 3DS. Wii U. Oh,
1: Wii U? Wii U. Also, it was on 3DS as well, yeah. I okay. Um, also, the one I'm actually excited for is Monster Hunter Generations, which is a 3DS game that was released in 2015, is being redone-ish and like released on Switch. So, like, I probably like a graphics upgrade or whatever, and then re- released on Switch coming in August 28th. Which I'm actually think... excited to try out because I was so much into the Xbox game.
0: I actually I I played the demo for that out, on 3DS. I played and, the demo for Monster Hunter, and I really liked it. It was good. You, you did? Yeah. Okay, yeah, on so 3DS back in the day. It's a good game. It feels much like the I other Monster Hunter. Maybe
1: I DJ there. into playing some Monster some... <laughs>
0: so Hunter
1: with me again.
0: What else? You got anything else on that list?
1: Uh, just the one that we wanted to save for last.
0: Okay, cool. All right, so we have Rainbow Six Siege. It's a pretty popular esports shoot 'em up game where you kind of play back and forth with each other, anyways. That is free all weekend. If you want to download it on Xbox or PC, you can play for free. And then it's $20, so it's going to be 50% off. They're selling it for $20 digitally, I think, until the end of Monday. I don't know, something like that. Dark Souls Remastered is coming out on the 25th across all platforms. So if you're a big Dark Souls fan, you want to play the original, you can go back, it's been remastered. Elder Scrolls Online, uh, which is like Skyrim MMO, uh, has an expansion coming out called Somerset.
1: Wait, June... that thing's still going?
0: Yeah, yeah, that MMO. Oh, wow. With an expansion pack on June 5th. So in like, you know, two weeks or something like that. The big expansion pack for that. So that's cool. I mean, I've, I've watched it. A lot, but I've always been like, I wonder if I want to play that. But then, I never really got into it. Um, oh, speaking of another game, this isn't really news. It was kind of belongs in the last section we just did, but I finally tried out the um the Blizzard one where you pop around Overwatch. Oh yeah, I finally tried that out, and it was actually pretty cool. But eh, we'll save that for another day. Um, It wasn't bad. It was interesting because the shooter mechanics of it, you have a really big, like crosshair. So it's very easy to shoot people in it. So it's not really a shooter game. It's more like an ability-based outsmart people instead of a shooter game. But it is a shooter. But it doesn't feel like a shooter. Anyway. It's yeah, it's weird. But it's definitely a lot better than I thought it was. But I always thought it was good because it's really popular. So it's good. Um, back to news. The Pokemon. I'm going to cover some Pokemon news because I love Pokemon. Um. We just had Pokemon Community Day for Pokemon Go, which was Saturday, and they spawned extra Charmanders everywhere you could catch, and then they increased, you could also catch a shiny Charmander, which is a yellowish goldish Charmander instead of a red one, and that's cool. Yeah, so that's cool. Um, Whenever they do this, they release a new shiny into the game, I guess, basically, so now you could catch shiny Charmander regularly, but he's got a a much lower percent chance of finding him shiny than he does normal, and he's already kind of low chance to find him normally. Um, but yeah, for the three or four hours or whatever they did Saturday, they made him appear everywhere. So he was just (laughs) popping up everywhere. And I was like, cool. I was out shopping in Vieira and I was just like catching Charmanders as I was letting my wife pick out new clothes and just, you know, boys were running around. It was fun. Good time. Um, I did catch a shiny Charmander and if you evolve the shiny one, he turns into a black Charizard. So that's kind of cool.
1: That is pretty cool.
0: Um. Other Pokemon news, the 3DS line for Pokemon Ultra Sun and Ultra Moon have a a new tournament this month, like they do every month. Sign-ups are open right now, and the tournament starts this coming Thursday. And by right now, I mean it is the 20th. May 20th. It's May 20th, so they're open for the next, like, four days until Thursday. You can sign up online and register. It's called the Ultra No Holds Barred Tourney. What this tournament is, is it's bring six Pokemon you pick three and you play one versus one with those three Pokemon and the cool thing about this tournament is you can bring them from any generation so you can bring them from the digital red version or yellow version you can bring them from Pokemon black and white and transfer them up you don't have to have them bred in the current game you can bring them as they are as they come from any game and bring them up right now and play with them which is kind of cool they don't usually do that Um, and then you can use basically any Pokemon you want minus some legendaries that they're banning. Um, that's cool. I'm going to be playing in that, but I haven't really sorted out my team yet, so I'll talk about it next time. Um, now, for the last piece of news, Zeke, we have...
1: The rumors of Pokemon, the new Pokemon game. Rumored to come out this year, there was some, like, uh, rumors that kind of got spilled through various reasons, and DJ and I read up on them and listened to some other people's opinions on them.
0: Yeah, so it, it, we both, I think we both have a couple of opinions about them. The... Uh, Pokemon Switch. So, what it's rumored to be called... Zeke actually was the first one to show me this article. Um, the rumored games are supposed to come out this fall, apparently. Or later, but I just read another article... said
1: They come out every fall. Pokemon comes out every fall.
0: Yeah, yeah. Usually. The, the last couple of years, they've been coming out every fall. But before that, they were like... bi-yearly games. So, they only came out once every two or three years. But then, recently, they've been pumping one out every year. Which is awesome but kind of shocking at the same time it's like pokemon's a big game to pump one out every year you know like i don't even feel you need one every year but it'd be cool to have one on switch i'd love to make the jump to switch so it's rumored to be called let's go pikachu and let's go eevee Uh, those would be the two versions and then we would assume if it is called that because those names were actually registered for urls for websites as well so if that's the case um then I guess your starters would be either Pikachu or Eevee, depending on which game you take. And Pikachu only has one evolution, and Eevee has one evolution stage, but she can turn in like nine or ten different things. Um, so it's a little different than having a starter that evolves twice, because in every other generation your starter evolves twice. And Eevee and, <coughs> Eevee and Pikachu are also not the strongest competitive battlers. So when you're playing through the game, if you only have one evolution stage, your Pokémon is going to be weaker. So the game is technically going to be harder than other. Maybe games.
1: they'll go all insane on us, and like the whole reason they chose those Pokemon is because they want to introduce a new evolution and call him like Mega Pikachu, and he looks the exact same, so people can have that competitive Pikachu they always wanted. I like, I like, <laughs> like that's like the story, you know? They're like the, the 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 professors like experimenting, and like he unlocks this new evolution for these new Pokemon, so everybody could use them.
0: Now, now, I'm going to go ahead and build off of that point, because there was another...
1: I'm not excited, DJ. I, I'm sounding excited here. That would be cool.
0: That would I be would cool. I would
1: excited for that. <laughs>
0: that. That would be cool. But I'm going to build off of that, and I'll tell you something else. There was also a recent interview with um, the head of Pokemon Company, who has a hand in designing all the games. And he said there was originally a third evolution for Pikachu, and it was called Gaichu or Garchu or something. And it was a bigger mouse that had fangs. Um... And it was supposed to be a third evolution of Pikachu.
1: I think they would make him more cuddly, but...
0: but. But I mean, I guess technically Pikachu already has three evolutions because he has a baby evolution. But if you start the game with Pikachu, he's probably going to be in Pikachu form. But there is a baby version of Pikachu that you can hatch. So when you hatch him. You Which get... one's Raichu? Is that Raichu's the, the next evolution. So you use a oh, Thunderstone no. to evolve Pikachu into Raichu. So, so maybe they'll give us a fourth evolution, technically. Or maybe not. Maybe they'll give us the baby version of Pikachu to start out. We'll see. But yeah, I do like where you're going with that. It would be cool. Um, Mega evolution... I think it'd
1: be a great storyline. And it finally, like, it might pull some people into competitive. Because they can actually use that Pikachu that they've always wanted. Like, if they just make him, like, an evolved version of Pikachu. But he still looks like Pikachu, you know what I mean? I don't... Or, like, even cuter. I don't but,
0: know if that could happen unless they did a split evolution line. I don't know. Because... They'd have to skip over Raichu, and Raichu doesn't really look like Pikachu that much. Why do so,
1: they have to skip over Raichu?
0: I mean, or they'd have to evolve Raichu into something.
1: Something super adorable and cute.
0: So it would go from cute Pikachu to ugly Raichu to something. Or maybe Although some people do like Raichu.
1: There'll be a cute Ra- 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 Raichu, whatever his name is. And that'll, like, you know what I mean? Like, because they experimented on Pikachu, like, he'll be like a new Pokemon. You know what I mean? It'll be like pikachu turns into something completely new and then something another thing is completely new you know what i mean
0: this conversation is really cool and fun because i know way too much about pokemon and your knowledge depth level of pokemon is a little less so you have a lot of ideas that are just coming from pure um, excitement and pure what if which is awesome because that's like somewhere some of the best ideas come from if you don't if you don't have too much background knowledge, because my knowledge makes me think, oh, they could never do this or they could never do that because of this. But to someone who doesn't know all of that, um, you know, you have really exciting ideas that kind of could work and would be fun and exciting. It's kind of interesting.
1: I think whatever they do, I, I don't think it's going to be something super big. You know what I mean? There might be like one big thing and it's not going to be all of these things because that seems to be the, the pattern. You know what I mean? Like, like, for with this last one. Uh, sun and moon not ultra but the the sun and moon version Mm -hmm. they like they came out and like really revamped like the ui and how you play the game and made it like much more of a modern 3d open world game which was awesome you know what i mean and so now you know and, and they always have like something like mega stone or mega evolution or you know whatever i don't know all those fancy things or like what was Z powers were the last yeah, yeah one, gen think, 6
0: right? was mega evolution and then gen yeah. 7 they only put mega evolution at the end of the game after you beat it and they introduced z powers and now they're going to so, probably take away z powers if we're going to another region because those are supposed to be the hawaii region alolan region only so yeah. what they'll probably have something new or they'll have a little bit of everything in it and we'll see what well, they do it'll be exciting be like
1: another evolution instead of like a mega evolution it could just be like i don't know you know what i mean like maybe it's like a a built-in evolution like a genetic evolution you know what i mean like a new version of some of the original pokemon because they are going back to the original region so maybe they can kind of go off of like you know revamp some of the pokemon or just
0: create new versions of them and have old versions of them like some yeah. of the favorites you know yeah because they have the, the they've introduced regional variants now with alola where they have alternate versions of lots of these Pokemon when they're Alola. So, if they bring us to a new region that's not Kanto again, it would have exactly. to be a new like, game. I like think they, they could... did
1: with the Alola region where they like gave them new colors or stuff like that. Like, I think they could do that in the original, you know, in like that original region, and that way maybe would allow they could, you know, put it into the game that like Eevee and Pikachu get like their extra evolution because they're special because the game's about them, you know?
0: Yeah, well, I mean, well, yellow version originally Pikachu could not evolve. Like, you, he could evolve, but they made it so your Pikachu wouldn't in yellow version in the original in the 90s. So there is just a chance, too, that there's nothing special, and these are your characters, and you just get an underpowered character for the whole playthrough because you get to collect a bunch of other Pokemon anyways. But so it doesn't really matter. The, the,
1: the name of the Pokemon games, right? So if it really is called Let's Go Eve or Let's Go Pikachu, right? Mm-hmm. The the name usually has something to do with, like, the end game story and, like, the main Pokemon that's, like, super OP, right?
0: Um, I don't think so. Most of the time, they're just based off colors. Ultra Sun and Ultra Moon were the first ones that weren't based off colors. But is there
1: usually, like, a legendary Pokemon at the end that's usually, like, the name? Like, there's a Sun Legendary and there's a, you know, Moon Legendary?
0: Um, I I guess, but they're not usually too tied because, like, you have sapphire and emerald but that doesn't really tie you into the two pokemon and then like diamond version you had dialga you know what i mean so okay. well, kind of makes it
1: if if it's actually named after them i don't think they're just gonna make them boring they're gonna do something cool to them because they're like the most famous pokemon you know what i mean they're, they're gonna make them cool somehow i don't know how but i'm sure they'll do something perhaps, perhaps they
0: just give them a special it. hold item If they gave him a special hold item to hang on to that made them more powerful, then that could be a competitive item. So you could, it would just be a normal Pikachu, a normal Eevee, but because they have special hold items for them, like a light ball. Pikachu already has a light ball. And if he holds the light ball, he's the only Pokemon that can use it. It increases his stats in Pikachu form. So if they did something like that, where they give you an item at the beginning of the game that makes your Pokemon more powerful for your playthrough, and then that would become an item if you wanted to use that Pokemon competitively. So... It wouldn't break the game in any way. It would be very normal because they've done a lot of that stuff anyways. Well, I don't know. I, I guess I'm ready for the, the move on to the discussion if you are. Zeke? Yeah, I'm ready. Okay, okay. let's roll then. All right, welcome to the discussion, everybody. Today we're going to be talking about Star Wars Galaxies. Um, this one just kind of fell into our lap because we've both been playing it. So we're kind of excited to just talk a little bit about it. Um, I'll give us a little intro to the game, Zeke, and then you can just talk about a little bit of your experiences, and I'll talk about my experiences, and we'll just talk a little bit about it. And I don't think it'll be a terribly long discussion. It's mostly just informing people a little bit about the history of the game and where they could play it today and what we're up to doing it. Um, Star Wars Galaxies is an MMO. It was released by Sony Online Entertainment and LucasArts in 2003. It was a huge success. It launched three expansions. um, And it played for six more years past that until it was finally shut down uh, days before Star Wars The Old Republic MMO came out by Bioware, NEA. Um, And it was definitely closed down due to the new game coming out. Um,
1: Yeah, it was like the the dates were like oddly very close together, if not.
0: Yeah. Uh, But since then, so many players loved this game that uh, they have gone into the code and rebuilt the game and you can actually play Star Wars Galaxies for free today in multiple locations across the internet. Um, So if you want to play it, there's servers that have been out for years that have thousands of players on them and you can go play with these other players and have a good time. So if you want to play the original NGE version or pre-CU, I'm sorry, if you want to play the pre-CU version where there was no professions.
1: You want to explain what pre-CU
0: is? Yes, so pre-CU is before they introduced the um, combat upgrades. So that would be before the nine professions were introduced. So you just had all these skill trees you could go. And if you wanted to get better at shooting rifles, you shot rifles a lot and you got better at shooting rifles. And if you wanted to get better at crafting, you just craft a lot and you got better at crafting. But there was no level system like combat level one through 90, like there is now, There was not, that didn't exist. So it was a much more open game. You, you really just kind of went in, build your own adventure and got better at whatever you wanted and would unlearn skills and get better at other stuff. So it was just, honestly, I think it was really good. It was a very cool game in that sense. But then the game, go ahead. I
1: think what happened, just a little bit on that. I think what happened is, like, the traditional MMO experience where you pick a class and, like, you level up that class and you can there's like, maybe some subclasses or whatever kind of started around that time. You know what I mean? With Mm -hmm. WoW, that was when WoW was getting big, was when Star Wars Galaxies was also, like, Starting the original pre-CU one, I don't know if I'm getting my timelines mixed up here. I think but Galaxies predates
0: World of Warcraft. It's a that's what I'm Galaxies so and EverQuest came know. out
1: with all this success of like this class system. You know what I mean? And mm-hmm. I think that's why, Star Wars Galaxies kind of revamped it to try to, because they they copied it in a lot of ways. You
0: know? Right. Yeah. No, I think so too. I think that heavily influenced it.
1: But like a starter world and everything. You
0: know? mm-hmm. So 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 they came out with NGE upgrade. Um, And that introduced the combat levels, 1 through 90. And you picked out a starting profession out of 9 professions. Entertainer, medic, Jedi, um, officer, smuggler, smuggler, yep. And a bounty hunter and spy. The 9 professions. So you pick your profession, then you level up 1 through 90, gaining XP. And there's a trader profession too, sorry. And the trader profession has 4 subclass professions. Anyways, you level up. You can still buy houses and decorate your houses. And you can do space. And you can level up in space separately. And all this good stuff. Um, and they introduced new content with their expansions. The Kashyyyk expansion where you can go to Kashik and play through hunting grounds or riot really,
1: a really, really fun expansion. I do remember playing through that one and spending a lot of time on Kashyyyk.
0: It was my favorite planet in Star Wars Galaxy. Yeah. This is good. The it's other, probably the best planet. Yeah. Probably, I think so, yeah. Definitely, for because it feels the most modernized MMO-ish. It's more built up into an actual... Gaming experience instead of a flat open world, because lots of the planets in Star Wars Galaxies are just flat open worlds. You can just drive across them, which is yeah. it's good for player development because it encourages players to build cities and make monuments and have shuttle ports, and it kind of leaves room for player creation, which is one of the things that makes Galaxies great.
1: I think I think actually a really good idea for an MMO in kind of what they if they had had like a few more cashy type planets mixed in with the original planets like Tatooine where like everyone's just like it's like an open desert which kind of fits the personality of Tatooine you know Yeah. I think I think that would be a really good balance I think that's kind of what they started to get going and then eventually you know you can only do so much of that
0: Yeah. where they ran out of time
1: <clears throat> or money or whatever you know
0: mm-hmm. Um, I mean I guess we'll, we'll mention the topic that usually comes up when you mention jumping from pre-CU to NGE is it split the community pretty hardcore and that was the beginning of when private servers started spawning. Many players got totally peeved off because they spent all their time and it felt like a new MMO. It was like a, a restart you button won. on the MMO, you know? Won. And it just yeah. peeved people off and tons of players left the community. But then after that, tons of players came into the community. So you could meet just as many people that played NGEs who did that played pre-CU. And both people like their version of the game. And nowadays, you can choose to play, the I'd say, the two most popular servers. I'll tell you where to play is swgmu so swgmu.com will let you play the pre-cu version and they have a couple thousand players on there and it's really great stable server they have uh they're always patching and improving things um good community very fun to play and then there's the one that you and me have been playing on which is called swglegends.com and they have a uh, server as well which is nge and it has everything so just when the game shut down they have everything from space it's, the only, it's like one of the only servers you can actually play space on because most of the other servers that are out, they don't have space yet. But these guys built it or built it with some other people and they released it. So we have space, all the professions, all the legacy quests, all the expansion packs, um, and they even add new content. So SWG Legends every month and every couple months are adding new, qu- new content, including quests. So they're adding new quest lines on planets that you can play through and get special rewards. They're also adding new houses into the game that you can craft, so new crafting items and new... Buildings, so they're actually releasing brand new content as if it was an ongoing MMO, which is totally crazy. Um, but then they also have the raids, the heroic raids you can do for IG8 and Akivaman and Pure Star Destroyer and all those. You can do those, and um, they have PvP. PvP on both servers is very healthy. You can go and do player versus player in all the usual locations you would, whether it's a battlefield or Restus or whatever. Um, both communities are very much alive, and they have ongoing events every month. They have space battle events that they host and PvP events that they host. So they're both really cool. So I think I think that's a good enough explanation of where we're at Star Wars Galaxies-wise. It's all you need in order to play is the original game, and then you go to that website and you download their patcher, and it patches it to let you play on their server. Pretty simple. Both websites walk you through it. If you're having trouble getting a copy of the original game, or you need the files, or you have questions, you're welcome to reach out to us. Um, what, what's our email? Zeke It's like halffullgamingpodcast@gmail.com. Yeah, I think that's it half full gaming podcast at gmail.com You can you reach can out.
1: Some info in the uh, I don't know if you the show notes, notes or something like that. Yeah. yeah, the show notes and like you know maybe uh, you you know send our email so you can kind of help people. I'll get do in. that. I think you, you have know some what? YouTube videos, right? That I show do how to get in as well.
0: I do. Yeah, my YouTube channel. If you go to halffullreviews.com, halffullreviews.com. I feel like I talk too fast sometimes. Um, You go to YouTube, and you can find my Star Wars Galaxies videos, um, and that'll show you where to play it. But you know, in the show notes, I'm going to include links to stvgmu.com and stvglegends.com. So if you're looking to play Star Wars Galaxies, go to the show notes, click the link, it'll show you right where to go. And if you hop on the Discord servers for those two um, websites, people will help you get started. They'll be like, here, here's the files for the game, or I can walk you through helping patch it. Very good communities. Speaking of communities, yeah, very
1: active communities. They're, they may not be like the most massive in a sense, but like there's quite, they're they're very active. Yeah. Definitely everyone's on one server mainly. So,
0: so how are you enjoying it, Zeke? We'll jump right to that. How, how are you liking playing Star Wars Galaxies? This is like probably the most you've played it since it was originally out.
1: Yeah. I, pre so like, when it originally came out, like I'm only 25, right? So mm-hmm. when it originally came out, I was, what, like seven, eight? nine like when i was playing this originally i was like sub sub 10 and maybe like just maybe like a little bit into my you know junior high years like 11 12 or something like that i don't even know mm-hmm. somewhere around that time frame regardless my video gaming skills were not up to par with the average 18 year old right <laughs> or adult so the game seemed really hard to me and because of that i i i tried really hard to get into it but i was never competitive in any kind of pvp or even in you know uh just like pve stuff or whatever but dj and i always had fun we had fun doing stuff together leveling up characters playing
0: mission. mostly because we were huge star the wars fans we
1: were really good at it because we were huge star wars fans yeah we thought we were great at the
0: game but <laughs> yes we, i was <laughs> we were both pretty bad at it but we thought we were really good at it for sure
1: so so with that in mind coming back it seems much easier <laughs>
0: Yeah, the combat is um, once it's you get go- more
1: simple. I've played a lot of MMOs since then that have been, you know, some have been more complicated than others. But this one seems pretty, pretty straightforward. Um, really fun. The combat's different but interesting. The graphics upgrade was a really good thing. I think they that kind of helps bring it up to date a little yeah, bit.
0: Yeah, we'll mention that quick. So SWG Legends, part of what they've been doing to the game is. Um, They've added some patches to space itself, so now there's collision in space. So if you smash another player's ship, you actually take damage, which I don't like, but it is more realistic, so that's fine. Another thing they did was the graphical update you're talking about, where they overhauled the graphics on ground and space and the UI, which you can talk about the UI, how that doesn't look quite as good, but the graphical enhancements do improve some of the other images and graphics in the game, which is kind of cool. makes it a little more, slightly more modern.
1: Yeah, the, the UI updates I wasn't a huge fan of. There's definitely a few bugs here and there that I can just notice just right off the bat getting into it. But, I mean, I'm sure they're working on it, and it's really not that bad. If you, honestly, I'd prefer to play with the upgraded uh, graphics visually and the, you know, not quite as good UI than the, you know, fleshed out, you know, UI that was before. But either way, it, it, it's a good, you could play either way. It's still pretty good.
0: Yeah. Um, Another thing worth mentioning is if you come to the server, the SWG Legends server, they give you one level 90 for free. So you get a token after you get off the station that you can jump one of your characters to level 90. So if you're a returning player, you can at least have one character starting off where you left off. And then all you have to do is get your gear and customize your character and all that. And then you're allowed four other characters. So you're allowed five character slots on this one server, which is really awesome because originally you only allowed two per server. So because there's only one server, they allow you to have five characters in one account. And if you try to make a duplicate account, you run the risk of getting banned because they track your IP address because they really don't want people making a bunch of accounts and having a bunch of characters running around. They want to keep it kind of healthy and competitive and uh, a good economy and stuff. So they do try to guard that. Although if you need a second account for your household, for a wife or a spouse or a kid, you can go through an application process with them to get a second one. This sounds really intense. for a free mmo game that you can go on and play but just worth noting so you know what you're getting into um zeke you we got to play the heroics together or half of them this week for the first time how'd you like those
1: oh they were good they're definitely definitely not your traditional raid bosses in raids from other games but they have their own unique fun to them they're They're pretty chill like retro it's a very chill mmo you know, if you get in with people who know what they're doing, you know, or people who are fully geared and stuff like that, it seems like you can kind of, you know, kind of get carried through right off the bat, which is nice, but people are super friendly, super good about that. They're really quite quick, too. It's more like really one big raid boss, and then it's over. It's not as much like an actual, like, raid. I don't think raid is a really good term to define them, based on what we nowadays what we consider a raid to be with like you know three or four bosses and you know a bunch of trash mobs in between you know
0: now that now now what's going to be exciting is that we we did ig88 and akiva min which were the two easiest fastest raids which were yes like you're explaining you stand in a room and you take yeah. turns shooting who it's you want. like one
1: shoot. room, like one boss at a time. Right.
0: Then we did Tuscan Raider, and that's a little bit more raid-like, wouldn't you say? Because you kind of run around. Um, some people roam the whole city, and you free yeah. different buildings, and you have different trash it's mobs. It's still not a
1: raid, though. Because a raid's usually, like, you're on, like, a, a course. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Through the raid. It's not open.
0: Okay, like so... That. What we have coming up next, which we're going to do, is the two most raid-like. And I can't wait to do these with you. We'll try to do them early on the night this week.
1: They're really fun, though. I'm not trying to dish them. Mm-hmm. I, honestly, they're, they're really fun and relaxing. They're a totally new experience. You kind of got to try them out for yourself, you know, mm-hmm. which I like that.
0: Xarkun and ISD. I'll explain both quickly and see how if they sound exciting. Um, in Xarkun, you go to the Xarkun temple on Yavin 4. And you go into the temple with a group of people. And it's into different rooms, so each room has a different boss, and there's like four or five boss fights. And some of them have two bosses that will um, you have to keep them separate from each other, and one of them is a boss that spawns adds, and you have to shoot the boss and run around the room and then kill the adds and shoot the boss, run around the room, kill the adds. And it's very much more raid-like. And you fight your way through the entire temple, and at the end, you fight the final boss and kill that free X arcoon or whatever, and kill him or whatever. That is an actual raid experience where you're going through a building. Imperial Star Destroyer is the other one where you fly a ship of people up into the Star Destroyer and you actually fight through the whole Star Destroyer. From the hangar bay, you you do a boss fight there where there's grenaders surrounding you and they throw grenades and you have to dodge the grenades and pick off the the guys in order. And then it opens up the, the doors and you get to fight your way down to like the lower levels of the Star Destroyer and then back up and take the elevators and you interact with people who are on the Star Destroyer. And then you make your way to the bridge where you take over the bridge and regain control of star destroyer these two raids are the most complex when it comes to that because they do have a more traditional as you're explaining raid style to them and we did not get to do those this last week but we'll, we will definitely do them this week
1: sounds fun yeah no those those sound fun i'm excited to kind of get into it and gear up a little bit more and get into it, it it's a it's a it's a much more relaxing mmo i think than some of the more traditional ones yeah, but I agree it's with you. Good.
0: It is very, Maybe. it's very relaxing. And I like the many different things you can do in Star Wars Galaxies. Is what I think makes it special yeah, too. You can be
1: super hardcore and put tons of time into it, or you can kind of be more casual and have fun with it, which is good.
0: Yeah, and then aside from doing your raids and your PvP, player housing is like the best player housing ever invented in MMO, in my opinion. You can make, and you can pick what kind of house you want, and it's made-
1: basically Sims but Star Wars version.
0: Yeah, it's awesome. You can decorate. You can place You can place chairs and posters and interactive things in your house. You can have a, a vendor you put out that sells stuff in your house. You can have greeters. You can make cities and all kinds of stuff. And then there's also outer space, and outer space has its own leveling system. And there's a whole missions line, and there's different ships you can unlock, and you can upgrade all the parts in your ship.
1: Yeah, I think this depth of the game is really what kind of made it click with a lot of people, like, especially you. Like, like a lot of mmos don't have like i don't think wow really has anything like that where you can place your house and build a city and do that kind of stuff to it you know what i mean yeah right so like the way it works is like if enough people in a guild put their houses in the same area they can like you know make it into a city and then you know like upgrade it into like a even better city that can get like a starport if you get so many residents in your city and stuff like that or not a starport but a shuttle port or whatever so you can like fly there it's really in depth and the customization of the house. There's all kinds of like trinkets, and posters, and interactive stuff. You can like put a build. You can you can craft things. You can build a you know box and then go put all your stuff in the box, or you can just display it on freely on the walls and mm-hmm. stuff like that. It's pretty. It's pretty neat. I never got super super into that stuff, but my DJ was always really into it. And I think that's what kind of lost him from Star Wars deal public when we got into that. Is they just didn't have that depth to the game. It was really more about PvP and operations or raids whatever you want to call them yeah it's been hard for me
0: to find another
1: and crafting really wasn't in the game like it wasn't as deep as it is in this game like crafting in this game is insanely deep you know what i mean like very deep
0: yeah there's you can craft all kinds of actually craft well well, that's one thing that's so good is
1: stuff like the best stuff in the game, and in in some is you know yeah. some types of things you have to buy. Like, you know you have to like the jewelry. I think you have to get through doing raids. Mm-hmm. But like your armor and stuff like that, like they they balanced it well to the point where like there's a lot of stuff that you have that it's much easier or even better if you craft it. Or and then there's a lot of stuff that like you still have to do the you know the game stuff you know to to earn special yeah. things like buffs and stuff.
0: Yeah, I think there's a great balance there. So I think it's definitely a good balance I think that's of... the game know,
1: definitely had going for it. And why it's still so vibrant today is because of that depth. You know, you that kind of thing really helps the economy. House, or you could go do raids, or while you're waiting for raids, you can chill and decorate your house.
0: You know? Yeah, and you can alt-tab. So right now you can actually play all five of your characters at the same time. So you could log them all in and just alt-tab yeah, between them, kind of weird, which yeah. is kind of cool. Um, yeah. So then, you could, like you're saying, you could be doing something on the side while you're doing that other good thing about the depth of that crafting and how you're talking about the split between some things you have to get from crafters is things like power-ups. When you want to apply a buff to your armor or your clothing, the only way to get that is through crafting. So it relies on crafters in the game to make that stuff for everybody, which yeah. gives a real purpose to crafting because you cannot yeah. get it somewhere else. So if you yeah. want these, you have to buy them and they're consumables, so you're going to have to buy them again yeah, and again. And it's,
1: and it's cool because the bazaar that they have set up. So, like, in a traditional game, like, for instance, Star Wars The Republic, or, like, you would craft things, or, like, you could buy, you know, loot things, and you could sell them on the, the GTN, the Galactic Market, or whatever they called it in that game. Um, and you would just, like, go up to this terminal, you know, click on the thing, buy it, and it pops in your inventory in this game, <laughs> which sounds like a downgrade, but it's actually pretty cool when you think about it, So, because of the, the intricate cities they have. So, you, you, you go into the bazaar and you get a waypoint for the vendor that sells what you want to buy. So it's like the, the the GTN or the Galactic Market or whatever. It's just like a list of what's for sale. Like everybody's like, and then you have to go to that person's house. So they can have like this elaborate, cool house. And everybody that wants to buy from them gets to go see their house. You yeah. know what I mean? So it really adds. It's like, and if they're in like a really cool city, you know what I mean? So that gives someone a reason to go visit these massive guild cities which really are cool if you think about it and if you go visit them you know and you're driving around like Tatooine for instance is usually the most popular mm-hmm. way for that kind of stuff and like just driving around you know you're just running into all kinds of stuff all over the place
0: but and I it's, have it's, a it's, shop set up on Tatooine in one of our guild cities and it gets regular people coming to it I sell furniture for people to decorate their houses and I sell various other things that come from the furniture crafter like installation deeds I can craft houses and in installations that harvest materials for crafting. So if people want to get into crafting, they need harvesters and I make those for them and sell them. So then they can harvest materials to start crafting and stuff. I sell that and I sell furniture and I get tons of people coming through the city, through the shuttle port to shop at my shop every day. Every other day, there's people coming to my shop to buy stuff. Um, and that's cool. it, it gives me a reason cause I have a really fu- awesomely decorated house. I went through and played, the expansions, the Hashik and the Most expansions, and went to some places like Lock and did some side quest lines that lots of people don't do to get specific items, and I decorated my house with those items. So you can't—I have all this cool stuff in my house, like like lots of other players have cool things too that are unique that I don't have because they took the time to go do that content, even though they didn't have to. It's a deep,
1: it's a deep game. There's a lot to do.
0: Yeah, yeah, very, very good because stuff.
1: Out for so many years, and they had so many expansions to it and stuff like that. There's just a lot in the game
0: yeah um i mean i i think we just about covered star wars galaxies i mean the space is good the ground is good um
1: we'll talk more about it i'm sure on future podcasts and what we're playing you know in that section
0: Mm -hmm. yeah definitely yeah we'll keep you guys updated on how we're playing it um if you'd like to play with us um there's a good guild the second largest guild on the server is called the fox guild shout out to all my homies in the fox guild um you can join them on their Discord server, which is the Half Full Reviews Discord server. So if you go to our website, click Discord, jump in, join the guild. They'll help you get started in the game, and you can even meet Zeke and me.
1: Yeah, most nights, people are in there, playing yep. in the Star Wars Galaxies channel.
0: Yes, yes. All right. Um, is there anything else for this week, Zeke, or are we ready to wrap it up?
1: I think that's it. Let's wrap it up.
0: All right. Well, it's been great. We look forward to talking to you all again next week or the week after um, but until then I was your host DJ
1: I'm your host Zeke
0: may the force be with you He's out thanks for listening to the half full gaming podcast this show was produced by me DJ Zauner and my brother Zeke owner. the music was done by Rebecca Zauner we invite you to check out our websites halffullreviews.com If you'd like to see more of the show, just tell a friend about us, or leave us a 5-star review, or visit our Patreon. To get to our Patreon, you can go to halffullreviews.com, scroll to the bottom, and click, click the Patreon. Again, thanks for listening, and we'll see you next week.